This is Life of an Architect, a podcast dedicated to all things architecture, with a little bit of life thrown in for balance. It's that gift-giving time of year, and if you have an architect in your life, you know that getting them a gift is rough since they are so particular. But that's why we're here. Now in its 11th consecutive year, Life of an Architect is once again putting out the definitive gift guide for architects, so you don't have to figure these things out for yourself. Welcome to the Life of an Architect podcast. I'm Bob Borson. And I'm Andrew Hawkins. And today we are talking about gifts and what an absolute joy it is to buy that special architect (laughs) something that they will actually like. That special person in your life. That's right. I know. So this is 11th year I've done it. This is the third year you've done it? Three or four. Yeah, I don't remember. This is three. This would be three. three for you. Can I tell you how hard this is becoming to put this list together? Yeah, I can't even imagine. I had a hard time and this is three. Oh my God. Granted, from 11 years ago, I probably wanted something different, but also I'm running out of things. It's like, meh. You want Centrum Silver now, what you want. (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting close. A one year supply. Yes. So part of the reason it's hard is I'm not a particularly materialistic person and I'm definitely not a fan of visual clutter, which means I am anti-doodah. And actively against things like bric-a-brac, knickknacks, mm. trinkets, gigaws, curios, trumpery, or my favorite, Brits and Bobs, which is really just the English version of bits and pieces. I don't like any of that stuff. That's interesting. There's another word that you left out now. I can't even think of it. I don't know. I thought my list was pretty solid. Well, it was a pretty good <laughs> list. It was a very extensive list, actually. That's the word. So. Gigaws is the word I for know. this. I know. I don't even know what gar- that is. Shopping <laughs> That sounds like a grandma's name or something. Well, that is. It's like, because it sounds like Mima. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> so in the past, the way this started is I read a comment on like another website and they're like, this guy, man, this is what he should be doing. He should put this list together. And I was like, all right, I can put a list together. It's fine. And so, <laughs> I mean, it was almost like they called me out. Like it was my job. And so I was like, okay, you want a list? I'll put a list together. But the list I put together was actually my personal Christmas list. I didn't put any effort in to go, hmm, as I'm scratching my chin and going, what do architects really want? Yeah. I just just said, hey, here's the stuff I want right now this year. Yeah. I go, well, I'm an architect, so this is a list that architects want. And so it was like, it had like socks on it, I think. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so it literally was just my Christmas list, otherwise known as truth and advertising. Funny. So we've done this a few times. So this year to try to kind of help organize it a little bit. Maybe it won't. I don't know. It remains to be seen. Andrew and I got together and we decided that we were going to break our gift selections into like 14 or 15 different sections. So many categories. All these categories. And all of them are actually going to end up on the blog post. But we're only going to talk about a handful of them today on this show. Does that make sense? I hope so. Of course it makes sense. And I will also say that Andrew and I, obviously we know the categories. But we have not shared with one another our gift selections. So in a way, this is a little like our Christmas morning. You get to tell me what it is and I get to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then you're going to pick one and have to buy it for me. Oh, wait, no. no. I know which one. I know which one, <laughs> I know I'm, which one I'm picking. Yeah. <laughs> I know which one it's going to be. Yeah. So the way we kind of broke this down is we said, all right, let's pick a couple of price points. 
So we came up with gifts in price points. But then we started saying, all right, well, what if you got like a techie gift or for your bar, or for your kitchen or for your office or for your car, or, you know, like try to put some kind of logic to it. So that's what we're going to do. So right out of the gate, let's get to it. You ready? Sure. Okay. Right out of the gate, we're going to start with best gift under, you know what, before I tell you, I'm just kidding. Because everyone's on pins and needles. Oh my yeah. God, Borson, you got to tell us what you're getting. <laughs> I was going to say that I looked at my list and I was like, you know what? There's really not a lot of expensive stuff on my list. And I'm trying to think, what does that say about me? You know? Cheap. I, you know, maybe I am cheap. I don't know. I will say, I thought about this. And I remember like when I got married and we put together our, our registry. Yeah. I remember actively telling, you know, not telling, let me rephrase it in case she listens to the show. Yeah. I remember having a very, (laughs) I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that guy that puts out all the people that we invited to our wedding. They had all recently graduated from college too. Yeah. yeah. We need to put like a $30 max on all the stuff we registered. Yeah. Are you going to need a $500 terrain gravy boat or whatever, right? I was like king size down comforter for me for $800. (laughs) I go, what a jerk. Yeah. So, So. Everything was like under $30, like everything we did. So I kind of have this thing that, and I even went through this process when I was doing the Playhouse competition. The goal came to be like, how cheaply can I do it and still have a good product? How can you solve something without just throwing money in it? That's kind of a charge I took today, but some of the categories are specific to a price point. So in those cases, I did (laughs) go. Yeah, I think some of them are a little bit like, let's throw a lot of money. (laughs) Let's throw some money at this because no one's buying this stuff from my list. Anyway. Okay. So here we go. First category, best gift under $20. All right. You want to go first? You All go right, first. Let me see it. You know. Oh, you oh, you want me to show you first? Okay. So here you go. Prepare yourself. It is the Bestia felt storage box from Ikea. I went Ikea right out of the gate. <laughs> Look at that. That's the you thing did. of beauty. That's nice. You know what? And I'll tell it you. Is. It's funny because I actually have these already. So it's so. So how many of those do you have on your desk? I have one on my desk right now, but we have in the other office ten or fifteen of them. Yeah. So they're felt, but they collapse down, so you can like flat stack them if you're not using them all the time, kind of thing. Oh, uh huh. You can get them in different sizes, and so they're kind of a nice gray felt color. I just think it's quality product, and the thing that I think is like really part of what makes them super nice is they're like ten dollars. I mean, they're cheap. But they're nice. So that's my- Well, there you go. Nice. That's my under under 20 gift. Under 20. Actually, under 10, huh? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm feeling good about it because it's solid and I go, everybody can use that. Just don't tell okay. them it's from Ikea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> of yeah. course, when they see it, best yeah, and it's got like the O with the slash or the A with the <laughs> dot, they're going to know that. Yeah. They're going to know where it came from. <laughs> yes. They're going to know it's Swedish. Okay. Let me see here. I had two in that category. Oh, you're already cheating. Well, no, I'm just going to pick one. Did you have one and then based on when you saw mine, you were either going to go with one or the other? Yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> you're going to go first on this next one. Oh, boo. We're okay, not going to play right. that game. That's fine. All right, let's see it. Here it is. What? It looks like <laughs> collar stays or something. What is that? Paper clips? Actually, they're called book darts. Oh. Book darts. I could just read the label on your picture. Yes, they're like little paper clips that go in your books, but they're- those are nice. They're really minimalistic and discreet bookmarks. This summer, when I started looking through all these books, because I was working on stuff for school and all these things, and I was like, man, I need something. And they're, I don't know, they're like maybe an inch 
an inch tall, but they're really flat and you can put them in a book and still put it on the shelf. They don't interfere with the book itself, but then yeah. at least you can still have pages marked and stuff. So they're really- I want them. Let's just, I'm going to say it right now. I want those. I'm going to get those. And they're only nine bucks as well. Nine ninety nine, oh. And there's a, I think that's like 50 or a hundred of them in a little tin. So. Forecast calls a hundred percent chance of me buying those. I will buy those. They work really well. I like them. I like on the label, it says made with stainless steel. Like what are the other ingredients? Like that's not like they're not stainless yeah. steel. They're made with stainless steel. So that means made with be yes, I know. Grilled cheese and stainless steel is what these book darts <laughs> are made from. Yeah, I don't know. All right. That's an interesting point there. I had a felt storage box and you had book darts. We're coming out strong. Yeah, these we're are off to a strong start. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs some of these. Okay. Well, I can tell you my other one was a, a clothes steamer. So Oh, that's well, well it's terrible. That was bad. Let's stick with book darts. Okay, let's move on to the next category because we're, we're going through these, man. The category is best gift under $100. One Benjamin Franklin or less. Yeah, this one's going to be bad. You know, out of all the categories we have, this one was the hardest one for me. This one was. Not any of the others. This one's going to be terrible because it's only a certain type of person. Like, it's very specific. So I kind of feel bad for that. This is not something that everybody could use, but it's definitely something that you or I could use. Is it beard grooming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facial hair grooming kit. That's a solid guess because that would be under $100 and you and I both have beards. Yeah, you're ruining everything, Jerko. Well, because I'm good at guessing. My wife and daughter yell at me yeah. every Christmas. They're like, quit guessing. So there it is. Oh, I nailed it. Yeah, I know. It's a Brio Beardscape trimmer. And it's for beards, which I've been having a hard time keeping mine at a longer length than what a normal trimmer could do. And so I've been looking around and I've decided that this is what I want so I can keep it at a longer length, but it's not like I have to shave it short, but I'm not trying to keep it the same with scissors and making myself look mangier than it already would. You can use this. Let's just be discreet about it. This could be used in other parts of your body. Yeah, but it comes with like a set of yeah, all the fixes. Yes, and it could be. It could you be to, for landscaping or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You want to take some hair down somewhere. I mean, you know, I'm saying like knock it back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I know. Yeah, yeah. Look, when we get done, I'm going to tell my wife, I'm going to go, totally guess Nanger's gift. And she's going to be like, you're such a jerk about that stuff. Just okay one. That's okay. I'm that way too, though. I know. Like I can do it with opening packages. Yeah. My mom hates me because I'm like, I know exactly what it is. I know. She gets mad. Yeah, they get mad at it. So that's a good one. I have one, obviously, and it's a good one. So my best gift under $100, let me just tell you right now, out of all the items on my list, this is the one that I actually think it's a good one, but I'm not super jazzed about it. But I think everybody else will be because it's good. Okay. Prepare yourself for this. Boom. You see what that is? So it's an embosser. Yeah. And I've had an embosser on my list before many, 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 many years ago. And it was cool. And uh -huh. people really dug it, you know, because architects write their name in their books like crazy, like all the time. Because people snatch them up and you'll never get them back. And they'll say, is that yours? And I go, yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. So every architect I know has a practice of signing the name in their books. So I was like, oh, you can get these cool embossers. So I put that on the list like five or six or seven years ago. Yep. Well, now- Things have kind of evolved where you could actually take like a sketch or a doodle or your signature or whatever it is, send it into this place. And for like $70, they'll custom make your embossing plate out of whatever you draw and send that back to you. 
Ah. So it doesn't have to be that little round circle that says, from the library of Robert Borson, which is generic and everybody has it. Like I have. Yeah. I mean, I got one of those too. And I still just sign my name in the book because I like it better. Mine doesn't say Bob Borson. Mine says Andrew Hawkins, but I still have one. Yeah. (laughs) That's where some of my books are going. So the thing on the screen, obviously they just took their signature and they turned that into the embosser. Okay. That's cool. I was just thrown by the scale of the image. (laughs) I know. Because that's like the embosser's kind of small. (laughs) And then that, I'm like, wait, what's going on here? But yes, I get it. That is pretty cool. Like Like, it's humongous. It's not. Yeah. Like it's an envelope size. I know. Normally it's about a two inch circle is what it fits into. But I liked it. That's cool. Now it makes me want to have to get another one because that's much cooler than. Than the from the library of. Than the sort of seal of approval stamp that I have right now, right? <laughs> I know, like they used to just be like gold foil and they stickers that would be embossed. Mm-hmm. Then you evolved to actually be able to emboss the page, but now you can put your signature on it way better. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So that should tell you something because that, while still awesome, is the weakest gift on my list. So <laughs> you're in trouble. Okay. All right. I'm always in trouble, but it's fine. All right. So now we're on, and it's your turn to go first. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get this one. The next one is our last price point gift, and it is <laughs> best gift over $25,000. You know, this is actually pretty hard for me, because oh. I didn't know how far over to go. You didn't want to get There's so like, many things over $25,000. Yes, like a submarine. Yeah, no, exactly. But the point is, you still want to put something on there that you would actually want or to use. And if it was like, oh, I'm going to get a 747, well, that's just obnoxious, right? I mean, like, it's dumb. So, and so that's what I did. I kind of kept it real. Did you? You kept it real? Ish. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is actually something I want. And when I show it to you, you're going to go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Once again, Bob, you chose the best gift. I bow before your mighty gift-giving list. It's a $25,000 smoker. It's a $25,000 bar of gold. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, here we go. Boom. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Look at that baby. That's nice. You know what that is? Uh, it looks like a... I'll just tell you. It is a 1991 Land Rover Defender 110 with soft top. Mm-hmm. It's basically like awesome Jeep, which is what I have now. I have a Jeep now, and I love it. It's the second Jeep I've owned. Yeah, but this one's way better than that. Oh, yeah. This is like, let's go look at lions as we drive to the grocery store type (laughs) of Jeep. Yeah, that is pretty nice. So like even the chairs in the back, they sit to the side. So you can put four people in the back, but they face each other. It's not like two rows that are- Yeah, like you're facing sort of- out the side and out. Yeah, like your you're knees would over touch. over the rear wheel. Yeah, your knees would be touching the person opposite you. It really needs one of those racks on the top where somebody can sit up in chairs on top of the Yeah, see, no, I didn't want that. Kind of thing. I don't want that at all. And okay. here's the other thing that's awesome. You can actually buy this one I'm showing you right now. It's in the Netherlands. It's $55,000, and it'll cost you probably about $2,000 yeah. to ship it to you. Well, you could ship it to me. Okay. Noted. Yeah. I love how like, I could ship it to you. You could ship it to me if you wanted no. to ship it to me. So if I have any like no. diehard people that go, you know what, Bob, you put a lot of time and effort into the life of an architect website that I have personally grown and benefited from, I'm going to go ahead and buy you this car and send it to you for Christmas. That'd be really nice. I'd super appreciate yeah. that. Somebody, somebody make my dreams come true. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> 
Yeah. So that's Such it. an impact on my life. And look, it's a nice heather gray. Like, that is the one. Mm, that's a nice car. That's a good car. That's a good looking car. And I actually want it. It's over 25000 but only by $30,000. I didn't go with a yellow yeah. submarine. All right. This is really, really kind of funny. Because my choice is maybe in a similar vein, which I don't think you would have expected. Ooh, I'm curious now because I would never peg you as a car guy. Uh, that's funny. All right. I mean, you drive a nice car, but you know, you don't ever go, oh, check out this 1963 uh, Porsche Spider 550. Like you're not that guy. That's funny. Uh, okay. If you say so. I do say so because you've never, you've never said that. Here's mine. Really? A brand the, new Bronco, huh? The brand new, yep, 2021 Bronco that they have a, a black diamond blacked out edition. I like old Broncos. Like the fact that you could take the back off of it. It looked more like that Jeep that you had where you can pull the back off of it. I just like that kind of idea. I like the old Broncos better um, so than yeah. I like this new one. This one looks like if a yeah, Mercedes well. sport utility vehicle and a uh -huh. Range Rover Discovery had a baby, it would be this. Uh -huh. Yeah, I still, I like it. Do you? It's got All a little right. bit of a throwback air to it. And again, you can, not in the picture that I have, but you can get it where the top and stuff comes off and it looks more like the kind of roll bar Broncos of the past. Maybe that picture will sell it for me better. Okay. I don't know if I've got one. Let's see if I Because I totally destroyed you in the cars. My car versus your car. I okay, win. Sure. Easy. Okay. Well, I almost had an old Bronco. See, that would have been close because I really like those old Broncos or the old CJs. Those are awesome too. Yeah. But like if I would have gone with the, uh, that's like a 68 Bronco though. Yeah. See right there. I'd be on board. I know. I like those. But I would take that. Most of those are sort of, I guess I was going for that was a little bit more commonly available as opposed to there's one of these in existence. Mm. That's what appeals to me, though, is that there's only one of these. Like, you're not going to be sitting at a light. I got you. So I have a white Jeep, and you know, and I got new tires on it. It's not stock anymore, and it looks pretty awesome. And the number of people that, like, salute me because they're in a Jeep, too. Like, that's a thing, the Jeep wave. And I have a white Jeep. I'm learning that's, mm -hmm. like, every high school girl's dream car. <laughs> yep. I don't disagree. My daughter has lots of friends that drive them. Well, when they drive really fast to catch up, they're super disappointed when they see it's me in the driver's seat. <laughs> it's an old white-haired man. Yes. Oh. They're like, what a That'd creeper. would be like if you drove like a, a Volkswagen Cabriolet or something and it was you. <laughs> this is like my version of like the Some panel van. Instead of having candy, I just drive around in a white Jeep. All right. So the next one, it's your turn to go first. The next category that we're looking what at. What is the next one? You should, this is, you should excel in this one. This one is... Best techie gift. It was really hard for me. Quite honestly, it was very difficult for me to get this one. This one was hard for you? Uh-huh. Because there's way too many things. Oh, well. And so I decided to be practical, which oh, may Lord. or may not be the way to go. But like <laughs> in the current time frame that we're in, I went with something really practical that I think while it may not be the most, I don't know, spectacular. A UVC light for your entire house. Oh, for your no, no, no. <laughs> A bubble for each of your family members. It's a Wi-Fi range extender. Mm. So that you can extend Wi-Fi in your house and keep up the bandwidth. I think this one's a 1700 megabit extender. And so that's... That's what I have. 
should give you better speed as opposed to some of the ones that are three or 600 or whatever. I think in our current day and age of everybody being stuck at home and all that kind of stuff, it would come in handy. How much does that cost? Let's get to it. 99, I think. I think it's right under 100. Oh, I spent more money on my techie gift. Hmm. Well, that is practical and it is something that most people could probably benefit from because even in my own house, we have four people that are teleconferencing all the time at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of an issue because we want privacy, but if we start closing all the doors, then the signal starts blowing. And yeah, it starts. Yep, yep. And it's no good. And that's sort of the problem I have. I've, I've got some spots in my house, probably need two of these where they could both sort of have line of sight to where my router is and then line of sight to the other parts of the house. Is that how it works? It needs to have line of no, sight? No, it doesn't have to. It just, I think that they work better that way mm. when there's less interference. This one's supposed to be able to cover 2,000 square feet, which is not bad. 2,000 square feet. I'd need like eight of them. Because you have a 16,000 square foot house? For my mansion, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. No, because I'm not that technically inclined. I'd say, well, if one's good, two's better. Yeah, I know. Four is twice as good Four's as two. Way, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just if keep, I just put one on every wall in my house, every, I will never drop a wife. <laughs> That's so, right. No. Every open outlet in my house will have one of those in it. <laughs> At that much cost, you should just hardwire your whole house. Oh, I'll do that too. I'll do all those things. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I spent more money and there's no way in a million years you would ever guess what I put for my best techie gift. Yeah, I know. I'm not even going to try. It's a good one. Okay. It's not bleeding edge or anything, but it's I solid. wouldn't expect it to be. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it is. It's brand new. It's a pencil. No, it's right. <laughs> but it's got, <laughs> an notebook. it's got an eraser on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gen 2 pencil. <laughs> You're a jerk. No, I actually got a real techie gift. And let me show you what it is. Boom. There it is. Oh, yeah. I got myself the DJI Mavic Air 2 drone. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I've always wanted a drone. This particular package, just under $1,000, which, yeah. come on, that's a lot of money. You can actually get these things for like five, but everyone I've talked to, which is thousands, consequently millions of people, they all talk about having backups and something goes wrong or something breaks or the battery dies. There's all these moving parts that go with it. So this pack I put together here has like tons of stuff and it's got a 34-minute flight battery and it's got the case. This is like the nicest drone you can get if you don't make your living flying drones and shooting videos. Yeah. So any architect I know would be happy to have this. It would do everything that we needed to. And you could still get great pictures from it because it's still got a three-axis gimbal on it. And you can get 4K 60 frames per second video, which is great. And the secret to incredible HDR video is the quad buyer image sensor that this unit actually has. So this is a really nice unit. It's also really, really small, which is a nice feature. And of course, everything comes apart. So it packs up all nice and clean. So yeah, I want a drone. I want that drone right there. Oddly enough, I get discounts from them because of my academic qualifications. One of these has been on my radar for a while, but I just can't ever pull the trigger because I don't know that I'd really use it. I mean, like I want it and I want to use it. I feel like at some point I wouldn't know what to do with it. My neighbors might shoot it out of the sky when I'm spying on them. But other than that, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, you, know. you shouldn't do that. I know. When we shot the cabin, shot photos yeah. of the cabin, 
the photographer brought his drone up. And it might actually been one of the very first times he'd used his drone because he was very, very cautious. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on, man, can you do this? I want to capture some video and like, can you pan? And he couldn't do any of that stuff. And so it's always kind of made me go, if you're going to do it, there's a couple of skill sets you got to develop or you're not going to use it. Yeah. One of the things that they can let you do, because there's apps that you use that help you program it. So you can actually fly it and pinpoint, and then you can say, fly this route. Yeah. You can make flight patterns with it. Yeah. yeah. And so it can fly everything that you want to do. In the cabin, mm -hmm. I wanted to fly like under the house, through the port, to rotate around. And we didn't do any of that stuff. And so if nothing else, I want this so I can go reshoot that one project. <laughs> Fair enough. And then once I do that, I go, man, I'll find ways to do other stuff. Actually, we have an on-staff photographer in my office. Mm -hmm. And he shoots drone video of like tons of stuff. You're supposed to be licensed to go fly this stuff. He finally got to the point where he can basically fly everywhere at all times. He's got like the very best, I guess there's different levels or grades of licenses that you can get. Hmm. And he's got the one that basically allows him to, he can go in downtown Dallas and start flying his drone around and not get in trouble for it. Uh, I don't know. I really wish I would have gotten one before they had to be FAA licensed and all that kind of stuff. You still have to do it. You don't get grandfathered in on that stuff. I don't know. They didn't have my information. Well, they see you because like this guy in our office, he says if all the time. <laughs> well, apparently they see people a lot because oh, yeah? they're constantly saying how they get stopped. Like they're standing there. One guy was at White Rock Lake and he was flying and he says, I was there for like maybe 15 minutes and the cops came up, told me to move along till I flashed my license that tells me I can do it here. Interesting. Yeah. He goes, they get stopped all the time. I guess I just have a feeling like I could probably sit on my roof at my house and fly wherever I wanted and nobody would be able to know the difference. Yeah, until your neighbor's called. How my neighbor, well, that's fine, beside the point. But that's a cool little gift, I agree. They're going to see it take off from your house and see it land at your house. They can't, it's too many trees. You know, they say, they're loud. The Look, other thing about them, the propellers are really fragile. Do you see on that list, it has like three sets of propellers. Three sets, yeah. This is a fully loaded out kit. Yeah. Look at the, all the different batteries that you get. Three different batteries. Yeah. Solid. Oh, I know. I'm well aware. So that's a good one. I perused them several times. I would love to have one. I just don't know. It's like my desire for an electric scooter. I really, really want one, but I don't know that I could justify it. I could probably justify electric scooter more than that, but I don't know. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the first time I rode a scooter? I was in downtown San Diego uh -uh. and I was there for a conference and it was going to start the next morning. I roll up, it's early evening, and I'm like, it's beautiful, it's San Diego, I'm going to go for a little walk around the town. And I walk out, and they have like a million of these scooters, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do it. So I signed up for it right then and there, mm -hmm. and I got on the scooter, and man, it was a blast, and I'm just zipping all over the place, and I'm running this thing for just like everywhere for an hour, and I thought, man, I better quit, because I bet my bill's like 150 bucks by this point. <laughs> $15. It was $8. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. It was like nothing. And I go, that's the cheapest $8 I've paid for an hour of entertainment. An hour of entertainment ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was terrific. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want to go on to the next category? Yeah, I suppose. What is the next one? Oh, okay. Well, we're kind of committed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's my turn first. Yes. No. No, it's your turn first. No. Is it my turn? Okay. I'll go now first. I feel better. It's fine. <laughs> okay. This is the best classic architect gift. So- and even though I came with this category, it was difficult. 
You know what? I actually have something on my list that I've put on my list before. I have two repeats. One's a kind of repeat. This one is 100% a repeat. But I'm okay with it because as I started trying to think through, what would I put on the list? What would have value and all that kind of good stuff? Mm -hmm. The thing that I settled on is like, what has staying power? What would I get? And not just like, oh, do I want to get like a book, like a classic book or something really important? I thought it's just going to go on a shelf and maybe you'll pull it out at some crazy party. So what I decided that I would go with is, it's the Alvar Aalto Large Alto. Clear Vase. Yeah. And I actually have two of these in my house because when I went to Finland, I mm-hmm. went and I bought one from that company, Italia or however it's pronounced. And it's cool, and it's groovy, and each one's slightly different from the other. They're very unique. The thickness of the walls is different from every single one. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're not identical. Oh, they're similar. Okay. Like, they all yeah. generally have that shape, but they're not the same. Like, you couldn't stack okay. them up on top of one another. Gotcha. It holds a place of prominence and beauty in my home on my bar. I don't put anything in it. Like, it's filled with change and bottle caps. Yes. <laughs> I sit there and go, I can't, I would never put flowers in it. Yeah. In my mind, this is a piece of art. And so I wouldn't put like golf tees, lint, penny stuff from my pocket in it. Rocks. It makes no sense to me. So, you know, it's $117. There's not an architect walking the planet that wouldn't appreciate it, quite honestly, and they won't ever get rid of it. So I go, for $117, that is a solid. Solid gift, my opinion. Obviously, my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. So you feel a little added stress now to on your gift? No, I just feel highly inadequate. <laughs> Why? Why would you feel inadequate? Because my gift is nowhere near. I took that whole thing a different direction. So, all right, we'll see. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Yeah, this is embarrassment. Yeah, you know, I will say this: you can get them in all different kinds of colors. You can get them in green and yellow and red and smoke and that kind of stuff. And you know what? Don't do that. Get the clear. I'm telling you right now. They have other stuff that he made that you can buy. If you want to get something that's like pale blue or whatever, knock yourself out. But if you're going to get the vase, I'm here to tell you, don't get any other size other than the large and don't get any color other than the clear, especially if you are actually thinking about getting this as a gift, which we didn't say this, but there'll be links to all this stuff. And no, they're not all affiliate links. Because I didn't just choose stuff that you could get from Amazon. I just found my stuff and I go, I'm helping you out. You can find it. But if you're buying this, like straight up solid advice here, pounding my chest from me to you, get the large, get it clear, and you're golden. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's see what you got. Best classic <sighs> architect gift. Again, I took it in a completely different direction. And this was one of yours. This was an Andrew category. I know, but didn't pan out the way I thought it was going to be. And then in reality, I realized what I was going to put on there, I put on the list last year. (laughs) And so I couldn't do it again. Yeah. That gets you if you do that. Yeah. Right. So that's really sort of what got me when I was thinking about it. But I could maybe make this, it could be a two-parter, but maybe not because my dollar value is like one-tenth of what you've got at the moment. No, I'm not sure that that's true. This is again, this is more about use. Oh, you know, that's still, that's still a good one. So go ahead and you want to announce it? So, yeah. Okay. So it's a drum roll. It's a set of moleskin, 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 What did we figure out? I can't remember. Moleskin. When we talked to the actual people 
at Moleskine. Yes. They said you can call it whatever you want. Moleskine. You can call it Moleskine, yeah, Moleskine, Moleskine, Moleskine whatever you want. Moleskine. Watercolor pencils. So this is for your sketching and whatnot, and you can color with them and then put a little water on them and be like watercolors. So again, this is maybe a practical. I'm kind of keeping things on the on the affordable level this year, apparently. Not that your gifts aren't affordable, but mine are like really affordable. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is just a classic. How much are these? 25 bucks, I think. Hmm. Somewhere in that range. Watercolor pencils are good. They're great. A classic architectural tool. How about that? Because I mean, the other one I was going to have was be a, a Lamy, an ink pen, right? A fountain pen. I guess maybe I could combine those two together as a sketcher starter pack. But only if you're not left-handed. But that's where I'm at with that one. Oh, well, yeah, because you're... I have that pen, actually. Do they make left-handed nibs, though? No. They don't? I have several no. of those pens. Most left-handed people, because we're burdened anyway, because life doesn't treat us with respect. <laughs> you learn... because yeah, you're such a... Because we're special. That's what it is. And they know that we're capable of coping. Yeah. But the problem with pens like this that put down wet ink is your hand is still moving across the page after you've put the ink down. So you end up having to like hold the pen out of your path yeah. of travel. Yeah. Very dainty. Like like a cup of tea, right? So you're sort of like that's right. pinkies out, fingers up. That's how I sketch. Pinkies out. There you go. That's fine. It works. So I, I do like that pen. It's a good pen. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I asked one of the guys in my office, and this was before I settled in on the embosser as my uh, best gift under $100. I said, oh, uh-huh. $100, best classic gift. He goes, Prismacolor pencils. <laughs> so that's what he came mm. up with. Yeah. See, that'd be a good one. So clearly, you're not out of bounds on that one. So I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Fair enough. Are we ready for the next one? I'm really excited for this one. Is this our last one? Well- it's the last one that we said for sure we were going to do, but we have one more after this one. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. We have this one, which is best gift that nobody has ever heard of. Okay. I'm excited for this one, but it's your turn to go first. Um, <laughs> what if I've heard <laughs> I'm of it? sure. This one, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to do an air horn with my mouth if I've actually heard of this gift. <laughs> okay. So if you go, it's going to be a Moleskine sketchbook. Yeah. Nope. 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 Best gift that nobody has ever heard of. Laid on me. There it is. Okay, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Revo hubless e-bike. It's a Tron bike is what it is. A Tron bicycle. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Tron bicycle. It's an electronic bike. It's got like a 750-watt motor in it. It doesn't have hubs, right? It's like spokeless. Mm -hmm. It's crazy looking. And I think it's kind of cool. Some architects really like to ride bikes, and so this is like this is a whole other layer to your commute. Although I can't imagine you riding this during the day. It seems like it's only appropriate to ride at night. Yeah. <laughs> but it does some interesting things. It has all these lights that come on during the night, and you can kind of control it with your phone, and it's got a fingerprint lock access on it. This is a pretty good techie gift also, but I saved it for the gift that nobody's ever heard of because you've probably never heard of it. I haven't heard of it. But the thing is, I always struggle with the bicycle that you don't actually pedal. So I go, it's a scooter. But they're like, well, it's, oh. No, it, it's a power assist, right? So you can pedal it. You can pedal, but then it helps you appeals. But why? Like, either uh -huh. pedal or don't pedal. I don't want, like, uh -huh. mm, a little bit of pedal. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Well, it, it tops out at 30 miles an hour, so. That's pretty good. That's me downhill yeah. on a beach bike <laughs> and a yeah. wheelie. Could you ever do wheelies? I never could do wheelies. Oh, yeah. All the time when I was a kid, sure, I could ride wheelies. I probably can't anymore. 
Oh, God. I would pay money <laughs> to see you try. That would be great. I mean, I could pop a wheelie, but I couldn't like ride down the street holding the wheelie. Oh, yeah. No, I could do that when I was a kid. God, I wanted to do that. I guess I didn't, I didn't have the stones. I was too worried about it. I don't know. I was basically in a bubble growing up. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you went with the- And that's a- um, That's got a- How much? $2,000 price tag on it. $2,000. Yeah. I think you're past me. I think your sum total exceeds my sum total by a goodly amount. On this gift? On the whole list so far. Um, no. Yeah. Your $50,000 Jeep. Yeah. How much was your Bronco? 38, 40. As pictured, like it was $72,000. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm going to add them up. You know that's how that's going to happen. That's fine. Add them up. All right. So here we go. The best gift. Mine only cost $48. This ought to be good then. Because <laughs> it can't Actually, even be an as seen on TV thing. It's going to have to be something completely bananas. Well, the thing is, is part you of me looks at BuzzFeed somewhere way down in the depths. No. So the funny thing about this is I'm kind of like, uh, is it worth $48? <laughs> like $48 might be. Might be overpaying. Might be too much. Oh. Yeah, might be overpaying for that one a little bit. But it is cool. Okay. It is called the Hoovel Pencil Plane. Basically, it's a pencil sharpener, but it, it's a microplane for your pencil. So, yeah, so it's like a manual, like instead of sticking it in there, you use it like a planer yeah. on a piece of wood. Yeah, on a pencil, not on a piece of wood. Interesting. Yeah. So, no, but like you would a planer on a piece of wood. That's right. So it's rounded it's at the ends where you put your fingers and then you just drag it across your pencil to get it sharp. So you've ever seen those people, like I watch a lot of sketching videos and all the people that sketch in pencil, they've sharpened their pencil to where like the lead seems like it's like a half inch long. It's not like in this picture. This is a false representation in this one that's on the screen now. This one's a closer view to it. So see how deep that sharp, it's sharp. So it has like a the only way you could do that before is like take a knife or like an exacto blade yeah. and kind of shave it yourself. Yeah. So there's two ways you can get it. You can get the one that's just like what you're seeing on screen now, which is you just mm -hmm. hold it with your fingers and you hold your pencil one hand and you just kind of drag it across and rotate it. Yeah. The other is there's a little rosewood stand. It's very small. It's still very small that you can put yeah, it like in. Yeah, a little base. So it yeah. sits on the table and you can like you can pull it towards you to do your planing work. Yeah. That's a cool little bespoke, no one's ever seen it or heard of it or would most likely ever have it kind of gift. Yeah. I'm with you though on whether it's, whether that's a $50 pencil sharpener. Well, first off, pencil sharpeners that are $50, you kind of go, that's a waste of money. Yeah. But, but it's cool enough and it's solid cast brass, right? So yeah. it's got some weight to it. It's got some heft to it. I would assume. The material actually has some value to it as opposed to- Something that's made of, of plastic and you rotate it and it's attached to the wall next to your third grade teacher's math desk. And those were like aluminum and metal. Yeah. Anyway, but yes. Yes. So this thing, the Hoovel, the Hoovel pencil plane, it's not even the pencil sharpener. They know. They know what yeah. target audience what they're appealing towards. <laughs> the pencil yeah. plane. I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I just, I don't know if I could go 50. I could probably go 40. Well. 35 to 40. Yeah. I don't use pencils enough. If I was a pencil user, I'm an ink user. So, but if I was a pencil user, this might really appeal to me yeah. like in a large way. Yeah. I do use pencils a whole lot, but I do use them often enough to where I would consider this to be kind of a cool little gift. Yeah. The problem I would have with it is I'd lose it. Yeah. Because it doesn't look very big. 
it's not super big, but my thing is I go, like if I just sketched all the time and it held a place of prominence on my desk, like I always needed it within reach, chances are this thing would end up in the drawer for a couple days, a week or two at a time. I would probably sharpen like 20 pencils at once because that's how I roll. And lay them all out on the desk. They're all pointed the exact same direction. And no, the- no, no. I'll put them back in a cup, just a little plastic oh. cup. I'm not that fancy, but I would sharpen them all, put them all in a cup. And then, and as I worked with one, and my like first line, it would snap. Break. The lead would break. <laughs> but what would happen is every time I need to sharpen it, I would just go for the next pencil. I wouldn't bother myself with that kind of shutdown to sharpen my pencil every single time I needed it. I'd just grab a new pencil. Yeah. The same theory applies to having 40 Sharpie markers in your bag. Yes, which you've seen. That's what I hold well, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If the first line isn't like jet black flowing, I'm like, this pen is garbage. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> That's absolutely true. So, but you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about that gift. No, it's a pretty cool little gift. For whatever it is. I don't even know how you would have found out about it. <laughs> Did you just happen to come across it? Because that's sort of a random, oh my God. I mean, that's a really random thing. I've been working on this list for a year. The stuff I put on, then I come back like two months later and I go, that's ah, garbage. Who wants that? And I take it mm. off. Because I've been burned. Like, I went back and looked at last list, last couple of Christmas lists. Yeah, I did too. And I go, this is a garbage list. Why did we ever put this out? Who wants this stuff? We suck. This is terrible. Uh, One of the years, we kind of had no categories whatsoever, and it was all over the place, and it wasn't very good. Yeah. And you wanted like a hot pot or something? (laughs) (laughs) We got to refocus. So this one, this is solid. You can come up with your own opinions about your own gifts, but my gifts, they're pretty solid. Okay. All right. One other one that I know that we were both prepared was the best gift for your bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I can make that work. Yeah. So it's my turn to go first. Yes, it is. All right. So this one's on me. Part of what started this, and I started going down like all the rooms in your house, like best gift for your kitchen, best gift for your bar, best gift for your office, best gift for your library. I started going through that whole list and I went, almost every year I have some bar related thing because I have a bar. I actually like my bar. It's like a part of my lifestyle is drinking. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair enough. It's fair. My wife really likes it too because we'll like, we'll come up with some like kooky cocktail that we'll try for a while. And so I have like this really crazy liquor cabinet with full of stuff that you're like, what's that from? I don't know. I think I used it once like eight years ago. Like right. I just got through throwing away a bunch of bottles of booze because I, I was like, that can't be good anymore. Because it's not all like cordials and stuff like They don't last forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like whiskey that doesn't last long enough in my house to go bad. But but you can still keep it. You can still while. keep it. So we got to do one for the bar. And I go, okay, bar, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I've done glasses before and I've done ice ball makers and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, what's the other thing I, I really like? And I went, bottle openers. I have a nice little groovy collection of bottle openers. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is this one that looks like a whale that's wearing lipstick yep. that I got at Sea Ranch. And it's obviously handmade because <laughs> it's not well executed. Yeah, it's pretty lumpy. <laughs> it's not smooth and it's not beautiful. And it's like a little lost toy that opens bottles and wears lipstick. It's the most random thing ever. Part of the reason why I love it, because I will never run into somebody who has that bottle opener. Like, it'll never happen. And my neighbor, Paul... He actually was in like a thrift shop in Paris once, kind of like a, like an antique mall kind of place. Mm-hmm. And he found a bottle opener from the Concorde 
Like this is what they used on the Concorde. Oh, nice. And it actually is shaped like the Concorde, but out of a flat piece of metal. It's the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, I'm totally going to steal that. But he- One of these days. He knows it's precious. He would miss it for sure. I mean, I don't know how many days it would take for him to realize that it's gone, but I absolutely would totally steal it if I thought I could. I can help you out next time we go to a party at their house. (laughs) He already knows I want it. So if it went missing, he'd know where to start. You would be like, no, I don't have it. I I don't have it. I'd have to store it at your house and that would defeat the purpose. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I have. So I went bottle opener. Okay. I wanted something to kind of complement and contrast with my lipstick wearing cast whale. So I went with this right here. This is the George Jensen stainless steel bottle opener, which was actually a piece designed by Jorgen Moller. It's only $30. It's shape of an elephant. That's an elephant. Yeah. Look how graceful it is. And it's just a block of stainless steel. It's mirror polished, eased edges. And yeah, you pop, it's nice. You pop the top off between like its trunk and what would effectively be its front feet. It's pretty abstract, even though it's- Yeah, but it's good. It's clearly an elephant. Yeah. Or tape dispenser. It does kind of look like a tape dispenser, but that's part of what makes it cool because- But I like it. It's not. I have a pretty big collection of bottle openers as well. Being a beer guy, I got a lot of them. I search them out sometimes when I go to random places as well. And that's a cool one. I usually don't try to find ones like these. Like I'm always trying to find like old, beat up, more like your whale- Yes. One right there, really sort of offbeat or that Concord one, but- this is a nice, it's a nice look. I wonder what the size of it is. Do you know? I do know. Probably like three and a half inches. Like it fits in your hand. Like when you okay. grab it, it's not I gotcha. unwieldy. Someone who has small hands would have no problems using it. You'd probably have bigger problems if you had giant hands, hmm. but I don't think you'd have problems. There was another one that I was going to put on there. It's a limited run bottle opener and it's these carved wooden animals. So they have like, there's an owl or a snake, or a giraffe. They're real abstract. They're Scandinavian, because all the cool little trinkets like this are Scandinavian. The bric-a-brac. The, the bric-a-brac. No, what is it? The gigaws? Gigaws. But see, those just sit on a shelf. Yes, I know. They don't have a purpose. This I use. They had these ones, and it was these beautiful carved wood ones, and they had like a copper insert, which is what gave you the, you're not going to break the your bottle open giraffe. Yeah. yeah. Problem is, is they're not all available at the same time. So the only ones that are available right now is an apple or the snake. And I go, I don't want either of those. I either want the elephant or the giraffe. Yeah. So ironically, I go, oh, well, there's the George Jensen, which is funny because every time I say it, I hear George Jetson in so my head, I. but it's not. It's George Jensen. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that's the company and that's not the name of the guy that actually designed it. So George Jensen is the company that makes it, but it's designed by. Jorgen Moller. Jorgen Jorgensen. <laughs> Jorgen Jorgi Jorgensen. No, exactly. just Jorgen Moller. And it's 30 bucks. Like, that's not a crazy gift. No, that's a good gift. It's one of those things, too. Like, I think that could be sitting out on your bar and be like a piece of art at the same time. You could sit there and look like a little piece of bric or brac, but it's really got to use. To me, that makes it a little bit more interesting than just like a flat. All right. So, what do you got? What's your best gift for your bar? Now I'm trying to think because I have two. Oh, you have all these backups. No, it's just not backups. It's one. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You ready? All right, let's see it. I'm ready. Boom. A craft house cocktail smoking cloche. It is a cocktail smoker, essentially. 
I've actually had some cocktails. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So here's the question. Is it the wood burning device in this picture that's on the right that's black or is it's it the, the whole, whole setup? setup? It's the right. base that you put it on, the glass cloche, and then the little wood mm -hmm. smoking device mm -hmm. that actually pumps that smoked air into into the device. I'm with you. And I've actually, at a couple of barbecue joints, and actually one of them's there in Dallas, I actually had some smoked cocktails and they did it this way. And it was really, really kind of cool. I know a lot of people that drink whiskey drinks, like a smoked whiskey drink. And so this is a fairly extravagant bar gift compared to yours. I think it's pretty cool, pretty unique. You know, I wonder, I go, I always worry about the, what I'm about to say is clearly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I always worry about the one tool thing. It's not huge, but it's not small. This thing always sitting out and you're like, how often are you drinking smoke cocktails? I don't know. That's my one hitch in the get along on this. I mean, I don't know that it's that big, but you could probably put the... It'd be fun for parties, right? The wood burning part inside the cloche and just kind of close it up. And then, yeah, you could either set it on the counter or you could set it underneath your bar in a cabinet or something, right? You know, people may not know this, but I've actually never been inside your house. Uh, I know. Do you have a bar? Nope. I have a bar. I know like, you do. I have a place where that could go. I know you do. And it would fit in lovely, especially since I just got through redoing my bar. Yeah. And it's even more bar-like than it was before. To me, this would be like good for you. I don't know if the smoke part, but you'd like to make cocktails like on point. You're not a kind of ad hoc cocktail maker, which I tend to be, but I think that comes from my bartending days where that's what I kind of did. But you're a follow the recipe, three parts, one part, half part, whatever. That's like your shtick. And to me, this seems like this would be something that would work for you. Yes, if you had a party. I don't think you'd sit around making these by yourself. I don't know. I would. Other than you were for experimenting. So, yes. In all things, the first time you make something, my wife and I, we always kind of get in. They're not arguments. They happen all within my head. I think it, and then I play her role in my head. <laughs> and I always, I still lose. But it's the, when we cook food, if we're making something we've never made before, I will follow the recipe. To the T. Mm -hmm. And then I'll evaluate what I like or don't like, and then I will modify it moving forward. Yeah. My wife just kind of goes, mm, I get it. I see what you're trying to do here. And then she just like free balls it <laughs> right out of the gate. Yeah. And the problem is, is if it's ever great, good luck recreating that. Yeah. You can't replicate it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not controlled, right? Yeah. I don't want to suggest that I am uptight about a lot of things. I'm not uptight about drinking. So we kind of go through like these phases and I want to be able to like, you liked that? I'm glad you liked it. Let me make another one, and it'll taste like the one I just got through making for you. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't want it to be, like, slightly different. They're like, no, well, the last one was better. I don't want that. Yeah, and to me, I think that's almost impossible. I get the point you're making. That's what I strive for. Yeah. Perfection. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the end of our live gift reveals on this gift guide episode. But there's, like, I don't know, five or six or seven more that are proper gifts that we're going to go through that'll be on the list. And then I'm debating whether or not I'm going to do the whole stocking stuffer book thing as well, because it's like it's so much work. And I just kind of go, how am I going to do all this? Probably yes. <laughs> so the other things that are on our list. Do you want to go over the other categories at least? We'll tell people what they are. Yeah. So one was best gift for your car, best gift for your office, the best gift for your kitchen. Because normally there's some kind of cooking thing. Who knows? Maybe I'll choose like a piece of wood where you grow your own mushrooms. <laughs> Best gift for your library. When I thought, well, that could be like a book. Could be a book. Could be a book. But it could not be a book. And then best gift for your yard. 
And then I have some backups. So I have like two techie things that I put on my list that I went, mm, maybe they're kind of cool. Maybe they're not cool. I decided not to use them, but maybe I'll just throw them on the list anyway. So no harm, no foul. Okay. So what that means, it's time for this week's hypothetical question. You ready for this? Let's get to. Let's get to the hypothetical. Okay. So we're really running low on viable hypothetical questions. <laughs> I know. We got to put the call out. Again, if you have a hypothetical you would like for us to answer, please send your suggestions to. So we're recording this amazing hypothetical today, which actually comes courtesy. I've kind of put my own Bob spin on it, but credit oh, okay. goes where credit is due. And this was suggested to us by Andrew Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. The partner and technically my boss at my office. So, you know, I was sitting there thinking, you know, sometimes you get like really good hypothetical questions and then you get one suggested to you by people that you should probably pay attention to. This is a little bit of both. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so if it's not good, we'll blame Andrew. All right. And not this Andrew. No, no. Different Andrew. Mine don't even get to see the light of the day because they're no. too morbid. So. Okay, so here we go. Here's the question. This is what we talked about at dinner. And it was a terrible conversation because <laughs> everyone, oh, I'll just tell you. Here's the question. Let's just get to it. Let's you ready? just do it because I haven't heard it. So let you me know. You haven't heard it. This is right out of the bag. Here we go. If you could live your best life, but you can only eat canned cat food for the rest of that life, would you do it? <laughs> your best life in exchange for eating canned cat food. That's it. That's it. You don't get you don't even get crackers with your canned cat food. <laughs> Man, that I don't know that that's even possible. How can I live my best life? Because to me, part of my best life involves eating really good food. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, look at me. I like to eat. Good yeah, food. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get this low hanging cat food joke right there. But yeah, I know. Still, I tell you, so when I ask someone at my table, they're all like, "Uh, if I'm eating cat food, I'm definitely not living my best life." <laughs> I know, right? I but at the same time, you know it's what? It's an exchange. If I was eating cat food, I might lose some weight and I might be living closer to my best life. <laughs> yeah, so. Who knows? So everyone in my house, it's three women. They all go, I'm out. I'm not doing that. And I was like, <laughs> I think it'd get easier, right? I said, yeah, I totally would do that. I think I could do that. Am I allowed to like flavor it? Can I put like salt and pepper on it or no, anything? Or is no. it just, you can just cook have it. to eat? You can cook it however you want, but it's- just straight up cat food out of a can. Oh, I could cook it? Yeah, if you want to cook it. Like, you could bake it, or you could Well, I'm just thinking I could, fry like, it. fry it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Little fried cat food balls or something, oh, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Although, some of that cat food, like, if it's canned cat food, some of it, at least on TV, it looks, like, really delicious, right? It looks like steak uh, with gravy on it. I know. It's I like mean, it. not delicious, but, like, edible, right? Um, well, I'm telling you. But I don't know what it tastes like. I have no idea. If it's high quality cat food, like the stuff that's made with real meat and not ground up corn and chicken toes and stuff like oh, that. You know, for sure, it's got that stuff in it. I guess. I don't know. Look, I will tell you this. <laughs> I just happen to have some of the ingredients. Oh, just handy? You yeah. Look them up? Okay. So things like number one ingredient, poultry broth. That's not bad. Poultry okay. broth. Yeah. yeah. And then poultry. Second yeah. ingredient. Then liver, and then the meat byproducts is number yeah. four. <laughs> but I, I feel like poultry doesn't necessarily mean 
the good parts of the chicken, right? That's why it doesn't say chicken. That's why it says yes. poultry. But look, okay, so once you get past meat byproducts, then it's salmon. <laughs> Random. Yeah. Artificial natural flavors, which that's like everything. In everything that you eat, probably. Fiberglass is an artificial flavor. I don't understand <laughs> that. The next ingredient, I don't even know what it is. It's pork plasma. I go, that's definitely shot out of a hole. Like some hole <laughs> shot out pork plasma. Pork plasma? So is yeah. that like plasma from your blood? I'm pretty sure pork plasma is blood. Ooh, All right. So ah. anyway, gross. So let's not focus on the nastiness of the truth is, is you could eat it and survive and, you know, our pets love it. So clearly you could acclimate yourself to eating it. I chose canned cat food for a reason, for two reasons, really. One, it's kind of gross. <laughs> but two, <laughs> it'd be embarrassing, right? I mean, like wherever you go, you, you're toting around a little can of cat food. Are you going to eat like secretly eat your cat food? At the very least, you'd put it in another dish. Like you try to zhuzh it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I would always be carrying it around in like something else, like a little Tupperware thing. And like what is that? I'm like, eh, it's just pate. It's fine. Yes, I'm very fancy. I eat pate f- every meal. It's fancy <laughs> feast pate. <laughs> yes, fancy feast pate. And you get some variety. So like you could eat chicken cat food tonight. You could have salmon cat food tomorrow. Yeah. You know, they have dozens of flavors for sure. So you get a little variety. I'm sure right? that they do. So what's your answer? Yes or no? Uh, I just, okay. But after that though, then what is my best life? That's the part I'm also sort of like, what does that that mean? That's up to you to decide. If your best life is you don't have to work anymore. I'm just rolling in dough and I'm getting to travel and I'm just balling out. Yes. And all I got to do is eat cat food. I don't know what that last thing means, but yeah. (laughs) I'm just being a big baller, right? Yeah. If you're like like, nice cars and a yacht and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're yachting and sports car racing and then eating cat food that's the deal Mm. i don't know man that does start to get a little bit trickier i might i might make that a go i don't know it'd be different for me you know what let me just do this i can make this easy for you okay i said that i would do it and part of my best life would be having you eat cat food so either way you're eating cat food (laughs) 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 right so you might as well just say all right i guess i'm eating cat food now I want my best life. No, loophole. What if part of my best life is buying a cat food factory to make canned cat food? And then I can like Mm -mm, take over the process. I vote that as judge as an, (laughs) as a, that doesn't fly. I think that's an awesome loophole. It's definitely a loophole, but it is denied. I closed that loophole. That's not cool. It's like friskies, you know, whatever, fancy No, no, it's got to be something better than that. If it's like top shelf canned cat food, because there is a variety of, Good old kitty versus Mm-mm. the nice let me, stuff. Let me just tell you this. So I had a friend of mine whose sister ate dog food. And he told me that. And I was like... I'm sorry, what? Yeah. His sister ate dog food. And he was telling me about it. And I was like, that's a lie. Like, like you're straight up <laughs> lying to me, bro. And he goes, no, it's 100% true. And he calls out her name. She walks in. We'll just say her name is Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to the Sarahs that are out there. And he goes, Sarah, you like dog food, don't you? And there's literally a bag of dry dog food on the counter. And she goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, this is great. And she sticks her hand in this bag of kibble and starts like tossing them back, you know, like almost like shaking them like peanuts in her hand and then tossing a couple kibble. Oh, like, yeah. And she's doing this. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's not cool. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So then she proceeds to tell me that 
You don't want to buy that really high-end dog food because it doesn't taste very good. Just like regular off-the-shelf grocery store dog food is awesome. And I was like, I can't be. That's... I go, I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> this is like in eighth grade. <laughs> Her argument. And she was like, you absolutely, the fancier gets the worst it tastes. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I can't, I'm just telling you what she said. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm not arguing with the fact that it, it might be true because I am, I am by no means a connoisseur of animal You just food. dabble. You dabble. Yeah, I'm just, it's, I'm just a <laughs> hobbyist. I'm not a, I'm not a connoisseur. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my thought was if I could choose, A, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe I can try for the first, whatever it is, week or two weeks, if I can try different cat foods till I find one that I can tolerate, then yeah, maybe so. But I still just don't know, like, what I was getting at before was that the difference between my situation and your situation, in the sense of like, imagine if this was tomorrow, mm -hmm. started tomorrow, how in the world would I date some woman <laughs> going, <laughs> um, only eat cat food? <laughs> I think you got to keep that. That's a secret. It's a secret for a while. I'm rich and I got all this stuff, but guess what? I only eat cat food. Yeah. I think that you don't let that <laughs> proverbial cat out of the bag. You don't let that cat food out of the bag until you've been a while and you go, look, I just got to tell you the conditions of me having this sweet life is I can only eat cat food. Yeah. But how do you do that? I mean, like most dates are like dinner. How's it going to dinner and I'm just bringing my own little Tupperware of stuff. Even if I say it's gluten-free something, 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 and that's why I'm bringing it. It's still weird. I think, I look, solve it, brother. I, I you just can't. That can't be it. You can say, I, I can't eat, but let, like maybe we meet for a drink. Because I didn't say you couldn't drink. Didn't say you couldn't drink. Oh, no. I'm drinking. I'm drinking beer with every piece of cat food I have. I'm chasing it. I'm just it. saying, instead of a meal for your first date, it can just be like me for drinks. Yeah, but at some point, meals are involved in the process of dating. You're going to go roller skating in the park for a while. <laughs> That's a couple dates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Maybe picnic lunch and you pack you each a picnic lunch and you're like, mmm. Yeah. And then when you want to feed each other and be cute, you're like, no, I have special diet. You can't have this. Or maybe it's a different way. It's like I pack the picnic lunch. I get some crackers and stuff, and I'm just serving her cat food on crackers. Like, that, it's pate, and I'm just yeah, eating but, it straight. I'm not eating a cracker. I'm just eating it straight. Because you're on a low-carb diet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have carbs. All right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's when you get in trouble. If you feed her cat food and don't tell her it's cat food, and then she finds out, it's over. Come on. <laughs> you can't build a relationship on that. That's a lie. Well, you're trying <laughs> to tell me to lie about it for, for months. No, I'm saying, no, you're not lying about it. I'm just saying. It's an omission of the truth. It's not a lie. It's just a non-disclosure. Well, are you trying to say that the fact in this fantasy relationship of yours, <laughs> that the cat food you eat is how you define yourself? Like no other qualities are, no, but are just, a measure of who you are? No, I'm just of saying course. that. That automatically, I think, would get you the boot no matter what. <laughs> Look, we're going to have to let the readers chime in on this. You just said your reaction to the girl who ate the dog food was like, ah, oh, and that was in, and that was even somebody you were trying to date. That just, what do you knew? Oh, God, there's no way. No, but part of it was like, she was so brazen about it. She's like, oh yeah. Like I, there wasn't any like, yeah, I get it. This is kind of weird. Yeah. She was talking like, why doesn't everybody eat this dog food? It's amazing. And that's part of the, what is happening? <laughs> like it was the. That's the part that really, that has stuck with me yeah. since that happened all those years ago. It's not that she ate dog food. I mean, come on. That's a little weird. But it was the a like little, yeah. absolute like 
everyone else is bonkers for not eating because it's delicious. The certainty, the self-confidence in the dog food eating that was like, yes, this is how it should be. (laughs) Yes. And so I think if with the dating, look, I'm not so sure that my wife would be happy if one day I'm just like, well, I'm not eating anything but cat food. (laughs) Yeah, but she'd be reaping the benefits of your best life ever. Maybe. And she wouldn't have to eat the cat food. I know. I think if I had a partner that I know. We covered that at dinner. I told her she... Part of my best life is that everybody's eating cat food. <laughs> well, that's just you being a jerk. No, it'd be agony. Can you imagine how hard it would be that everyone's like, oh, we're having steak. And then you're eating your fancy feast and a crystal goblet on a plate. Yeah, except for then I'm going to go get in my Ferrari and drive off and be like, man, it's fine. You know, here's another thing I'm kind of curious about. If this is a male versus female thing. Because so far I've asked five men and four women. All the men were either, yes, I would do that, or it took a little like chatting about it. And they're like, okay, I could probably make this work. The women are like, no, never going to happen. They can't even imagine a scenario. And Michelle, my wife, she kind of says, how do I know I'm not currently living my best life? And I'm trading this to eat cat food for something that may or may not be better. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a nice compliment. I mean, I quite assuredly that if I'm envisioning my best life. No, but it quickly turned into, oh, but I see how you're willing to trade in, like trade up oh. for a better life. And I was like, God, I walked right into this. You did. You, that was like a, a giant, <laughs> giant hole. And you just went bloop right into it. I yeah. was like, yeah, I can imagine my life being way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't currently involve Greek islands and yachts. I mean, really, that's not a hard stretch. I know, right? I didn't say I was going to not be with you. Yeah, I didn't Just even say like, what I have is bad. That that has to be better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can imagine it better regardless. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so here's another twist on it. So what if it's not like you die? It's not like you say, yes, I will eat cat food to live my best life. But the moment I pop a piece of steak in my mouth, that's it. I'm game over. I'm done. Dead. Not that. You just go back to what it was before. And then she goes, eh, maybe, because maybe I just treat it like it's a month-long vacation that costs me cat food. Like, I have to eat cat food f- for a month to go on some super vacation. But at the end of the month, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't feel like eating cat food anymore. And my life goes back to normal or regular or whatever it was beforehand. You're voting death. No, <laughs> I'm not. shaking your head. Not no? death. I'm not death. death, but like, I think at a certain point, right, it's like, what difference does it make? If it was a week, maybe. If it's a month, man, by then I'm eating cat food. What, you know, what do I care? You're, I'm already adjusted used to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, cat, whatever, man. I'm living it up, partying in Saint Tropez or whatever. And then, you know, I'm like, yeah, cat You're food. You're probably so cool with it. You just get like, pop a straw in it and slurp it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd have to use one of those boba straws, though. Like fat straw. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm putting some water on it and getting it all gravy like, mm. you know, and just eating it like soup. I know, and people are like, yeah, he's so fitness-oriented as you're, like, shaking your yeah, cat like, food like in water. Yeah, like a protein water. shake of cat food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this smells terrible. You're like, amino acids, buddy. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's all on protein. That's how it yeah. gets me this way. Yeah, come on, man. So, I think, I think this one, for me, totally easy. Yes, I would do it. Yeah, I don't know. still hard for me to imagine, like, my best life without having good food. That's the part that gets me. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that part, but there's so many other things. I'd eat my joy riding motorbikes and yeah. yachting. Just well, push all those food feelings down. 
Yeah, probably so. Or if I had to have my daily can of cat food with two bottles of Dom Perignon, I guess that's how it goes, right? Just like, yep. That's nasty. I think that's not nasty. I think it works. So here's the other thing. That first can of cat food you have, that's not the worst one. Number two is the worst one because now you know what's coming. Then three starts getting easier. Yeah, probably. I don't know. And after a while, I'm like, you're like, okay, it's like, it's weird, but I can do it. Yeah. And I think at some point it starts to be like, like, you know how in the Matrix they just eat that slop stuff and it tastes bad or whatever. It's just sustenance, right? So they don't really care. Yeah. So I think food just takes on a different idea. All right. I'm going to take 30 seconds to inhale this can of cat food and go on about my business. Yeah. Get back on my helicopter. I know. Exactly. So I don't know. What if it was a graduated scale? Or the longer I did it, the more my best life increased. So then that avoids the whole one month scenario. It'd take a full on year for me to get to live in my best life and I'd have to eat that much cat food. Because you got to get out of the entanglements of regular life. But then if you stop, maybe it takes as long to dissipate as it does to build up. No. Because how is it just going to disappear? I mean, I guess it's all magic anyway, but- Yes, it's magic. It doesn't matter. I was telling this to the family at the dinner table tonight. I was like, look, you understand how the hypotheticals work. In order to get something good, you have to do something that's not good. The good is yeah, all man. this other stuff. And the not good is eating Everything. cat food. Yes. Cat food. Yeah. 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 I think I'm in. I'm in. All right. I'm done. In. Serve if it up. If that starts tomorrow, I'm eating cat food. That's right. Yeah. Fancy yeah. feast me. Yeah. All right. The other thing is like, how much do I have to eat? Just as much as you're hungry. Well, I mean, I could probably eat one spoon a day and get the rest of my calories from beer. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. We're going to say you have to eat a can. Okay. You have, to eat, right. you have to eat a can. I mean, those cans, they're small cans, but you got to eat a can. Yeah, it's still not much. You don't want to hurt the cat's feelings either. You got to have like five polite bites. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably manageable. Done. Done. We're done. Again, I don't know. It's like the almost best life. The almost best life. It's better than what it currently is. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think so. So there you go. That's the hypothetical question. All right. So other than being a ridiculous hypothetical, I think today's Christmas gift guide for Architects version 11 was pretty awesome. I want to thank everybody for being with us today for episode 63, Holiday Gift Guide for Architects. We would like to thank our media partners, Building Design and Construction, for their ongoing support of the Life of an Architect podcast. If you liked today's episode, please take the next 15 seconds and head over to your favorite podcast listening app and hit that subscribe button so you can get nicely wrapped new episodes automatically downloaded every two weeks. And while you're there, please consider leaving us a comment and we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave us a five-star ho-ho-ho rating. Be sure to visit the theoriginallifeofanarchitect.com for show notes, links, info, and photos from this episode, and of course, all the rest of the gifts on the list. Be sure to stick around until the very end, because if there are any bloopers, that's where you're going to find them. Thanks so much for tuning in. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers. This, am I recording? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I'm, I'm having to rethink my life. At this point. It sounds so serious. The anticipation. It's oh, Hind fifty seven worthy. Um Do you remember that? Issues. Anticipation is making me 
Wait, I don't know the words actually. I don't no, know why I, I started. Have no idea what that was. It's like man. when they were trying to pour the ketchup out of the Heinz ketchup bottle and it's coming out so slowly because it's thick and they're singing the anticipation song. Okay. Yep. Nope. Not sure what that one is, but all right. Oh, well, you're missing out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it may have been before television was colorized and that's why no, I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> that's a dumb joke. I did think about another one for you. And it was, it was that one, would you rather purposely kill one person or accidentally kill 10? And you're like, that one's so easy. <laughs> I think about killing people all the time. I already, I already got the answer to that one in if the I bag. I choose. <laughs> I choose both. Yeah. <laughs> can I just do 11? Yeah. Can, yeah. Can I purposely kill 10 people? No, I'm just joking. What's that? You got like a howling? Yeah, like my yes. cat or some crap? It sounds like someone going, oh, it's a cat. I know. There must be a, it's my big cat. There must be like a possum or something outside. 